Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How are you on this fine July day? If you're listening to this as soon as it comes out. Hey, as a reminder, if you are a mid-career high achiever with a goal of entering into the C-suite, I'd love to talk with you about my new program, Highly Promotable. I've included the link in the show notes to learn more about the program. And if that sounds like something that you would like to discuss with me and see, learn more about it, you can schedule a consult on that page. Today, we're talking about some tools on LinkedIn that many people I speak with aren't aware of or don't know how to utilize. And I want to be very clear up front in saying that these are not specifically for job seekers. Yes, they will help you if you are in a job search, but these are tools for ongoing networking using LinkedIn. And I am a huge advocate of networking on a low level but consistently, especially when you're not looking for a job. And the analogy that I always use is Noah didn't wait until it started raining to build the ark. He was out there in the sunshine. People thought he was crazy. Well, I want you to have that same mentality to your network, to be building it when the sun is shining and things look great, because number one, you're going to need that network someday, and you don't want to let it go fallow and have to kind of start over again. But also, you have an opportunity to help the other person. So networking should never be just about you. And this gives you an opportunity to give value to other people. So I've got five, I think, pretty cool tools that, again, most of the people I speak with aren't fully using. Number one is the advanced search function. I've talked about that a lot on the podcast before, but I want to get really granular about this today. So If you are looking for a specific person on LinkedIn, and maybe they have a pretty unique name, you can probably use that that navigation bar, the search bar, to find that person. You just put their name in there, and the right one will come up. But let's say you're looking for a Susan Smith. I just did the search when I was preparing for this episode, and there were 13,000 results. And so you need to be able to find the right Susan Smith, and if that person doesn't come up at the you know, top of the 13,000 results, you may be there for a while. So how do you find the right Susan Smith? You use that advanced search function. Here's how to access that. And this is definitely one where you may want to pull the show notes so that you can get these step-by-step instructions. There are a couple of ways to get to the advanced search function. Here's the way that I do it. First, I go to the My Network tab in the nav bar. So that's the black bar across the top. It says My Network. And then I click on connection. So that's a box on the left. There's some options there. And the first one is connections. And that's going to bring up all of your connections. 
And then there's another nav bar. You're going to say, you're going to click on search with filters and then click on all filters. So what this is doing is giving you filters by which to find the right Susan Smith. So then you could put her name in. You would definitely want to put her name in. So I'm looking for Susan Smith and I know that Susan Smith works at ABC company, or I know that Susan Smith used to work at XYZ company, or I know that Susan Smith went to X college, right? So you're going to add something and you're going to have to play 13,000 results. If you say Susan Smith's who went to, I don't know if they worked at AT&T or they worked at Amazon, you may still get a lot of results. So what else do you know? It really depends on, you know, what do you know about this individual that you're trying to hunt down? I will tell you that I find when I'm trying to find someone and using the advanced search function, I often find that for whatever reason, the university adding that to their name tends to be the most beneficial. Now, keep in mind at the top of the connection. So when you do the all filters, right? So you've got all these options and they include current company, previous company, keywords, industry, geographic location, university. You want to make sure at the very top, it says that the default will say first level connections. Well, you probably aren't looking for Susan Smith this way if you already are connected with her. You're not going about it this way. So you want to unclick the first level connection and it probably just not not put anything in that, right? You don't you don't care whether they're a second level connection, third level connection, whatever. You're just looking for the right Susan Smith. Another way to use the advanced search function is when you're trying to find someone that you don't know their name, but you know maybe a specific job title. So let's say you want to meet with or have a conversation with the VP of marketing for a certain company, then you could put that in there. So you would go in again to the advanced search function, unclick that first level connections. You wouldn't be putting a person's name in this time. You would simply say, you know, you'd go down, what's, what is their current employer? It's ABC company and then job title. So VP marketing and see what comes up there. So that's, that's the first cool tool that I love and use really every day is the advanced search function. The second one I want to talk about, second cool tool, is having a differentiating on-brand background. So you have your picture at the very top of your profile. You have your picture in the bottom left-hand corner of a box, and it is generically, you get this shades of gray-ish, greenish, bluish, mauve, white. It's just some lines and stuff. You want to customize that. That's a really great way to differentiate you, and preferably it is on brand. And I'm going to give you three options for changing this background. The main point I want you to hear me say is change the background. Whichever tool you use, change it because that will differentiate you. So number one is you could use a royalty-free site, a photo site. I use pixabay.com, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y.com to find a background that is on brand. So this is just going to be, it could be picture, it could be art, it could be graphics, it can be whatever. I generally am using pictures for my clients. The way that I do this, so one of the services that I provide my clients when I'm writing their LinkedIn profile is after they have approved the content for their profile, I go in there and upload it for them. And when I am in the process of picking their background, I find four photos on pixabay.com and I put each one in there. Because here's what happens. LinkedIn, that background is very squat and wide. 
and not every picture looks good there like it could have some detail and you then once you put it in that that size you can't even tell what it is the other thing that often happens is if there's you know a building or a tree or i don't know what on the left hand side it can look like it's coming out of my client's head if it's in the wrong place when you get in and you're putting your picture into linkedin you can move the picture north and south to get it where you want it to be you can't move your picture east and west at all so it's got to be the right picture and that's why i give myself four options because inevitably a couple of them i eliminate as soon as i see them on the client's profile because it just doesn't work so that's one is just put a, a, an on-brand photo on there that could be a picture of the industry that you're in, a picture of the kind of work that you do. I've got some clients who want to put a picture of their actual company, like buildings on there or their company logo, something like that. Another option is to use Canva to create a highly differentiating background. So if you've ever used the Canva, it's a desktop publishing tool. You'll need to set your size to 1584 by 396 pixels, 1584 by 396. So it's 1584 wide, 396 wide. Or if that comes out to, I know this is very detailed, but you can check it out in the show notes. If you're driving, please don't try to write this down while you're driving. If you want to work off of inches, it's 16.499 by 4.125 inches. And Canva is going to allow you to include really kind of whatever you want to. So you can use one of Canvas backgrounds. The one I have on mine right now is a, a stock background from Canva. You could also import a company picture, a product picture, something like that. And then you can put text over that. So if you look at my profile on LinkedIn, you'll see that I have my logo is on there. I have a QR code if you want to schedule a call with me. I've got some branding information and then the pretty simple background, but there is some detail there. So if Canvas your thing and you like playing with it or you, you know, know someone who does, that may be a great option. And then the third option is to combine those two. So use a stock photo from a site like Pixabay and then upload that into Canva and then put text or art elements, whatever you want to put on top of that. So you're kind of doing the best of both worlds. Again, this is not something I would necessarily pay somebody to do, but if you like playing with Canva, if you don't know how to do Canva at all, then maybe just going onto a royalty-free site like Pixabay is going to be your best option. So that's having a differentiating on-brand background. The third cool tool is featured content. First of all, I want to go over what I don't want you to put in the featured content section, and that's your resume. Your resume needs to be customized for every position that you apply for. So if an employer comes to your website and your resume is sitting there, they're going to pull that somewhat generic version of your resume that is not at all tailored toward the job that they have offered. I would much rather you have a great LinkedIn profile and then they can reach out to you if they like what they see what they're going to do is reach out to you and ask you to apply. That gives you the opportunity to get a copy of the job description and customize your resume accordingly. So please don't put your resume in your featured content. If you don't already have content in your featured section, you're going to need to add that section. So you go to the top section, like where your picture is, 
and there's a box that says add a section and you're going to add profile section. You're going to add the feature profile section. So what might you want to include in this section? I'm going to give you a few possibilities to hopefully kind of wet your, you know, thoughts and your imagination. You could put information about your employer or products or services. I've seen people who have put videos about their products or services on there. And that's going to be appropriate if you are using your site to sell to, you know, promote your current employer. News releases about your employer or about the products and services that you sell, you could put those on there. A video that you've created to introduce yourself, so particularly useful if you are looking for a job and you can do so very overtly, you could also use it to introduce yourself to potential customers. Here, you know, here I am, here's why you want to buy this product for me or my company, etc. You could also do a helpful downloadable resource. So I have on my featured section, how to, uh, it's a document that I created years ago, how to assess resume writers. And you can grab a copy of that from my profile. You could do a link to a podcast you've been featured on or something else, you know, a news article, whatever you've been featured on. A sample of your work. So if you're, you know, visually oriented, what you do, you may be able to put a sample of your of your work on there. And you can have multiple items in this featured section, but just know that only three of them will be visible. So they're there and you can manipulate them so you get to choose which three you want to feature to be visible, but you can have more. There used to be a limit in this section of something like six. When I did my research for this episode, I could not find a limit now, quite the opposite. So I, I didn't want to say unequivocally that it is an unlimited number because I can't imagine that that's the case. But it does seem to be more, you can put more content there than you used to be able to. So that's number three is leveraging the featured content section. The next one is leveraging your connections connections. These are also known as second level connections. And you really have to use that advanced search function to do this. So let's say that you're connected to me on LinkedIn and you want to kind of mine my contacts. So you go into that advanced search function and you click the all fe the filters like we talked about earlier. And then that connections thing, well, the first one that I told you to click it off. Well, what I want you to do is click off first level connections, click on second level connections. And then you're going to go, there will be a box that says connections of, you're going to put my name in there. So what this is doing is this is giving you all of my connections access. Now, I have 6,000 connections. That's going to be too many, right? So you want to then further narrow that down. So it could be maybe these are Lisa Edwards's connections that are in human resources. Lisa Edwards's connections that work for Amazon. Lisa Edwards's connections that have vice president of marketing in their title. Whatever it is, you're going to need that third criteria in addition to them being my connections. And you could also do a geography, right? So again, you could say, I want somebody who is a connection of Lisa's who has the job, has marketing in their job title, and they live in the Chicago area. And if you want to then add those people to your connections, I would recommend that you send a customized message. I always recommend that. You could say something like, John, hello, I see we're both connected to Lisa Edwards. Let's connect. I frequently do that. All right, so that is leveraging your connections, connections. And then finally, private mode. And this is a great tool. 
in general, I want you to be visible to the people whose sites you're visiting. So you're, you know, you're moving around in this online community known as LinkedIn, and I want people to know when you've stopped by. But there may be times when you want to go into what I call stealth mode. And this is helpful, especially when you're in your job seeking and you're gathering information about kind of who the players are, who do I really want to talk to? And the, the, the visual that I have of this is I want to kind of sneak in the back door and look around a little bit before I go knock on the front door. And the way that I can do that is to go into private mode. So here are the steps. You click on your thumbnail picture in the upper right corner of your navigation bar. And then you click on settings and privacy. Then you click on visibility in the box on the left. Then you click on profile viewing options and switch to private mode. And then I want you to change back when you're done, because again, in general, I want you to be fully visible. Now, there is a middle option that I think is dumb, and I don't ever recommend anybody using. And it is someone in the, you know, consumer products, good industry, someone in marketing, visit your profile. So it's like semi-private. I don't see the point of that. Either go private or go public. I don't know why you need to go in the middle, but that's just my opinion. So that's private mode, and that's number five. All right, as promised, we're doing a DIY versus DFY section on each episode. So DIY, if you want, and this is about your LinkedIn profile. If you want to update your LinkedIn profile yourself, I want to give you my number one tip. And I'm going to yell it at you in all caps. Do not cut and paste your resume into LinkedIn. Most of the people who come to me to have their LinkedIn profile written by me have done just that. And there's a couple reasons why that doesn't work. First of all, your LinkedIn profile should be written in first person and should sound conversational like you're having a conversation with the reader over a cup of coffee. It's less businessy than your resume. It's more conversational. And it's written in prose, right? So sentences and paragraphs, as opposed to incomplete sentences without personal pronouns, which is the standard for resumes. You can even use a drop of humor here and there in your LinkedIn profile. You have the opportunity. If your personality is quirky, let some quirk out. If your personality is humorous or sarcastic, be careful, but it can work, right? You can also tell some background about yourself. One, one of the things that I do is when I'm writing a client's about section, it's all business. Here's how I got to where I am. Here's my, my trajectory. Here's what I bring to the table. I keep a couple of, pair of sentences at the end to say, when I'm not working, you'll find me on the ski slopes in the winter or the on the water skiing in the summer. I'm an avid traveler. I've been to 63 countries and my favorite place so far is, right? So it doesn't, you want something that differentiates you. So when clients, and they frequently do, tell me that travel is one of their things, I pull some more information out of them because just saying travel is kind of like everybody likes to travel. I don't recommend saying spending time with family because that's so universal, it's kind of boring. It doesn't differentiate you. And you also have the opportunity in your in your about section to talk about your motivation level that you cannot talk about in, in, in your resume appropriately. So make it interesting. Make it in first person. Tell a story. So that's the DIY. DFY. If you don't have the time or the skill set to write an outstanding LinkedIn profile, you may want to consider hiring someone like me to do it. Now, I want to give you the benefits. First of all, you get an unbiased perspective on you and your strengths. Someone who is not either, you know, 
intimately involved with you or you. It's very hard to look at yourself objectively. Also, you have someone with knowledge of how to attract recruiters and or buyers to you. So that SEO component of where do things need to be? How do they need to be written? What are sort of the, the tricks and the tips to get maximum visibility on your LinkedIn profile? Also, someone like me has the ability to write in a compelling storytelling manner. So we, we have that, the writing skills. Also, you're going to save time in writing and rewriting and rewriting. I often talk to people who come to me after they have spent dozens of hours trying to write their own resume or their own LinkedIn profile. I, I would love it if they had just skipped that many, many hours of work and come straight to me. It would have been much more cost effective for them. And then finally, you might want some help on how to optimize LinkedIn for your goals. So one of the things that I offer clients in addition to the writing piece is training. And we usually do that depending on their level. If they're more experienced with LinkedIn, we can do it in one session. If they're an, a beginner and they've never really spent time on it, we'll do two sessions because I want to give them some homework after the first session. And then they can come back after this after that first session and know, okay, here's what I understand. Here's what I still don't get. Here's where I need more help after they've had a chance to get in there and do some things. So either way, DIY or DFY, you want to make sure that you have a top-notch LinkedIn profile. That is your home on LinkedIn. You want to make sure it is attractive and it acts as I like to call it like recruiter flypaper. I hope this has been helpful and I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.